I want you to get up now. I want all of you to get up out of your chairs. I want you to get up right now and go to the window, open it, and stick your head out and yell, I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore! We're mad as hell, and we ain't going to take it anymore. No justice, no peace. We're mad as hell, and we ain't going to take it anymore. No justice, no peace. Greetings, this is podcast number 31 of Blast the Right. I'm Jack Clark from TheRationalRadical.com, www.TheRationalRadical.com. We have two segments for you today. In the main segment, we'll discuss how a federal judge just slammed the Bush administration EPA, saying its post-911 conduct was so egregious as to shock the contemporary conscience. Next, in a quick blast segment, we'll find out from a recent poll what our troops in Iraq really think of George Bush's policy of keeping them there indefinitely. Hint, they don't like it. Let's get right into the first segment. Several podcasts ago, I think number 26, we discussed how Bush administration misinformation and neglect has had a deadly effect on the health of emergency responders and workers at the World Trade Center site. Before I update you on legal developments in connection with that, let me correct a misimpression I may have given in the prior podcast. There, I discussed the sad case of Detective James Zadroga, who died at the age of 34 of pulmonary disease. He had fiberglass in his lungs and mercury in his brain. He had spent many, many hours, almost 500 hours, at the World Trade Center site. I quoted the head of his union as saying that Detective Zadroga was the first emergency responder to die of a related illness. That's not so. Others have apparently died as well. A recent story in The Guardian, the British newspaper, set me straight. Quote, Timothy Keller, an emergency medical technician, died in June of heart disease, complicated by bronchitis and emphysema. Another emergency worker, Felix Hernandez, died in October of respiratory ailments. Close quote. In addition, quote, David Werby, who has filed a lawsuit in Manhattan Federal Court on behalf of World Trade Center site workers, says he has identified 23 deaths among workers exposed to 911 contaminants. Close quote. Just so you can understand the potential scope of this phenomenon, listen to this. Quote, In the days that followed September 11th, Many of the estimated 50,000 workers at the site went without masks or wore flimsy ones and used little other protective gear. A further 50,000 residents of Lower Manhattan, along with 400,000 people working within a mile of the site, were also unprotected from billowing toxins rising from the rubble. 
close quote. I often say that right-wingers consistently cause increased human misery, suffering, and death. We're not talking about stubbed toes here. Let me read the following. It's important to know exactly what kind of human misery and suffering we're talking about. Quote, A group of ailing emergency workers, unsung heroes helping heroes, held its first conference last month. One of those who attended was Bill Dahl, a former paramedic. In a telephone interview punctuated by his coughing, he said, I remember the wind kicking up that night. It was like a little hurricane. Your eyes and your nose and your mouth would get caked with debris. Whenever you found water, you tried to wash your eyes out and rinse your mouth out. At one point, the officer I was with had to be ordered home because his eyes started to bleed. In the days that followed, Dahl was assigned to a hazardous materials unit. He said he worked 14 to 16 hour days to decontaminate other workers at the site, but he himself was not issued an air purifying respirator. A week after September 11th, Mr. Dahl, who had prided himself on jogging eight miles a day, began to cough up gray mucus. He would often wake in the night wheezing, unable to breathe. In January 2002, he had his first full-blown asthma attack. He has since developed an extremely rare form of cancer, synovial sarcoma, in his throat. These days, he cannot walk or talk much without wheezing and he can't help but wonder if the next death will be his own. End of excerpt. Dahl is certainly not alone. In addition to the 23 deaths claimed so far by that attorney, there are thousands upon thousands ill. This is from an article in New York Magazine. Quote, at the Mount Sinai Medical Center in Upper Manhattan, doctors are monitoring the health of about 16,000 workers exposed to the dust and debris from the towers. About half have problems, ranging from persistent respiratory disease to sinus problems to stomach ailments, and many have multiple problems, according to Jacqueline Moline, an investigator in the program. It's hard to know what to expect, Dr. Moline said adding that diseases could take years to develop. Her concerns start with cancer, but extend to potential effects on the heart and a variety of lung and respiratory problems. She advises screening exposed workers every 18 months for at least 20 years. End of excerpt. It's worth emphasizing, many diseases do not turn up right away. Quote, the latency period for most cancers, even after full saturation exposure to carcinogens, is typically years, if not decades. Many of those who were exposed to Agent Orange during Vietnam, for instance, didn't develop prostate cancer, skin cancer, or chronic lymphocytic leukemia until decades after the war." Close quote. Now that we have this background, on to the lawsuit, which was filed about a year and a half ago.
This is a class action lawsuit in federal court filed on behalf of 600 World Trade Center workers. Cops, firefighters, sanitation workers, transportation department workers, Con Ed and Verizon employees, and independent day laborers. The defendants are World Trade Center developer Larry Silverstein and several cleanup contractors who worked at Ground Zero. A related legal action was filed against the City of New York, the Port Authority, and the Federal Environmental Protection Agency. The relief sought includes billions of dollars for funding medical screening and treatment. Billions more are sought in damages. The majority of the plaintiffs have respiratory problems, such as asthma, sinusitis, and chronic bronchitis. Others have kidney and heart problems, and at least 20, according to the attorney, have cancer, including leukemia, Hodgkin's disease, and thyroid cancer. So what recently happened in this case? This is from the AP story, which is headlined, Judge Slams EPA's Whitman over 911. Quote A federal judge blasted former Environmental Protection Agency Chief Christine Todd Whitman on Thursday for reassuring New Yorkers soon after the September 11th attacks that it was safe to return to their homes and offices while toxic dust was polluting the neighborhood. Quoting a ruling in an earlier case. The judge said a public official cannot be held personally liable for putting the public in harm's way unless the conduct was so egregious as to, quote, shock the contemporary conscience, close quote. Given her role in protecting the health and environment for Americans, Whitman's reassurances after September 11th were, quote, without question conscience shocking, the judge said. The EPA chief knew that the collapse of the Twin Towers released tons of hazardous materials into the air. The judge said, quote, No reasonable person would have thought that telling thousands of people that it was safe to return to Lower Manhattan while knowing that such return could pose long-term health risks and other dire consequences was conduct sanctioned by our laws, close quote. End of article excerpt. Conduct so egregious as to shock the contemporary conscience. Well, that sounds to me like typical right-winger action. No reasonable person would have thought. The judge thought no reasonable person would have thought. Well, I guess that's why the right-wingers did think so, or tell us so. Now, what the ruling of this judge, Deborah A. Batts, means to Whitman is that she will not have immunity against the class action lawsuit. She can be sued personally. And she deserves it. Only a week or so after 911, she imbecilically declared, quote, Given the scope of the tragedy from last week, I am glad to reassure the people of New York and Washington, D.C. that their air is safe to breathe and their water is safe to drink.
close quote. Joining in the fun was another GOP liar, Rudy Giuliani, who said that tests of air and water had turned up, quote, no significant problems, close quote. Contrast their idiocy with a non-right-wing, sensible human being, Representative Gerald Nadler, who represents that district. He recently said, quote, It is my assumption that thousands of people, workers and residents, are being slowly poisoned today because these workplaces and residences were never properly cleaned up, close quote. You know, Whitman is not a right-winger, but doing the bidding of an extreme right-wing administration is what she was doing. You want to work for the right-wing? You've got to be prepared to kill innocents on their behalf. This is not just Democrats or leftists making bush-bashing allegations. As The Guardian reported, Quote, the EPA's own inspector general found that the EPA made misleading pronouncements about air quality. The White House removed cautionary language from the agency's press releases. Close quote. And it's not just the EPA. The nonpartisan General Accounting Office in 2004, quote, found that the federal government had taken no comprehensive actions to study the health effects of 911 pollution, close quote, and that therefore, quote, the full health impact of the attack is unknown, close quote. Indeed, beyond the federal government, we also have malign neglect by the city and state governments. New York Magazine reported that setting up monitoring and treatment programs, quote, doesn't seem to be a priority for the city, the state, or the federal government, a conclusion shared by the Government Accountability Office, close quote. What do the federal government and the New York state government and the New York city governments have in common? You guessed it. They're Republican. Now, it's true Bloomberg, Mayor Bloomberg of New York, is not a right-winger. In fact, he was a Democrat before he switched to run for mayor. But like Whitman, when associating with the right-wing, he does their bidding and is soiled in the process. So, the ultimate question is, will the Bush administration and others be held accountable. One defense that will be raised that has at least some merit is that the people assumed the risk. As New York Magazine put it, quote, anyone who lived or worked near Ground Zero remembers the rancidness of the fumes. So indescribably foul they were, you could smell them in your eyes. Yet few of us left. Downtowners, for the most part, moved back into their homes. Wall Street went back to work. 
40,000 men and women spent months on that pile clearing it away. If it occurred to any of us that we were paying a price for our decisions, we brushed those thoughts aside. This was our city. This was war. And besides, what else were you going to do? Close quote. The counter to that argument is, of course, that all of it may be true, but the government still was the one who said it was safe, and we were depending on that. Regarding the ruling denying immunity to Christy Todd Whitman, the right wing will certainly bring up, oh, that was a loony left judge. The judge in question, Judge Batts, was appointed by Clinton. And, as reported in the press, she's, quote, the first and only openly gay, lesbian, or bisexual member of the federal judiciary, close quote. Neither of those things, of course, has anything to do with the soundness of her legal ruling, but I just wanted you to be prepared for the right-wing smears. Another damper on expecting a quick and easy legal victory is that, quote, another judge in the same courthouse issued a ruling in a separate but almost identical case against Mrs. Whitman in the agency, and he reached the opposite conclusion. After a hearing late Thursday, Judge Alvin K. Hellerstein dismissed the suit in his court accepting virtually the same arguments by Justice Department lawyers that Judge Batts had rejected. Judge Hellerstein was convinced that Mrs. Whitman should be immune, close quote. Now, of course, your initial reaction might be, well, Hellerstein's probably a right-wing judge appointed by Bush or Reagan or something. No, unfortunately, he's another Clinton appointee. And he's been on the right side, or should I say, to avoid confusion, the correct side, the progressive side, of other terrorism-related issues. For example, he twice has ordered Abu Ghraib pictures and videos released. So the legal situation is a bit murky. Equally or even more important than holding the right-wing poisoners of thousands accountable is helping those thousands, identifying them with screening programs and treating them once identified. These would be the two components of justice, accountability and help for the injured. This entire situation illustrates a broader characteristic of the right wing. There are two types of sins right-wingers commit, sins of commission and sins of omission. A sin of commission is an affirmative act that causes human misery, suffering, and death. Starting the Iraq war would be a prime example. A sin of omission is a failure to act when action is called for that causes human misery, suffering, and death. The lack of adequate federal response, or in many respects, no response at all to Hurricane Katrina, is a perfect example of a right-wing sin of omission that causes human misery, suffering, and death. 
with this 9-11 worker resident poisoning situation, besides the sin of commission of falsely declaring the air safe, there is an entire laundry list of right-wing sins of omission. I take these from a recent letter to the editor from Representative Carolyn Maloney from New York City. I've added the numbering to them. The words are hers. Representative Maloney notes that it's going on four and a half years since 9-11, but one, the administration still doesn't have anyone in charge of the federal government's response to the health issues of 9-11. Two, the federal government has yet to spend a single dollar on health treatment. Three, medical monitoring for New York State employees has ceased. Four, the program for federal employees was shut down after screening only 400 out of as many as 10,000 FBI, Secret Service, and other federal employees who worked at Ground Zero. Five, no federally financed health screening is being provided to area residents, workers, or school children exposed to the toxins. And six, the programs to monitor the health of first responders created over the administration's objections don't have the resources to meet the needs of injured workers, and the administration knows it. Some list of sins of omission, huh? I'd say this list, to use Judge Batt's words, is conduct so egregious as to shock the contemporary conscience. It's, without question, conscience-shocking. Wouldn't you agree? And this type of right-wing behavior isn't at all surprising, because we already know that the right-wing doesn't believe in government programs to assist people. That, in fact, they want to destroy the entire social safety net that started with FDR. Roosevelt is dead. His policies may live on, but we're in the process of doing something about that as well. That was, of course, head cheerleader for the right, Rush Limbaugh, being honest about the right wing's true goals. Not to reform, improve, or strengthen the safety net, but to destroy it. But it even goes beyond that. It's not just the social safety net, it's government itself that the right wing wants to destroy as an effective force in society. Grover Norquist, a longtime right wing extremist back to his college days and one time right hand man for Newt Gingrich, famously said, quote, My goal is to cut government in half in 25 years to get it down to the size where we can drown it in the bathtub, close quote. Government fails under right-wingers because that's their goal, for government to fail. So people will lose all faith in the government to help solve any problems. To me, this all proves that, above all else, 
right-wingers just don't care about the human misery, suffering, and death they cause. In fact, since right-wingers can fairly be assumed to desire the reasonably-to-be-expected results of their actions, not just once, but over and over and over again, I think they love it. They thoroughly enjoy witnessing the human misery, suffering, and death they cause. Or else, why don't they stop? Poverty up under Bush every year. Lack of health insurance up under Bush. Infant mortality up under Bush. Policies so egregious as to shock the contemporary conscience. The right-wing conscience isn't contemporary. It's stuck in the 1800s in Dickensian England. Just think about it. If tax cuts for the rich and cutting social safety net programs produce more poverty, the right-wing response is, let's cut the taxes of the rich even more. Let's cut the social safety net programs even more. Even though the right-wingers have to know that doing so will also increase poverty even more. That's what they want. The number of Americans without health insurance will go up. That's what right-wingers want. The infant mortality rate will continue to increase. That's what right-wingers want. Over and over and over again, year after year after year after year, right-wingers must be presumed to desire the reasonably-to-be-expected results of their actions. Without question, conscience-shocking. I know some of you don't find it easy to accept this analysis, but what other logical conclusion can you draw? Getting back to the immediate subject at hand, 9-11 related and completely unnecessary disease and deaths have just begun under Bush, and we can expect to see the toll of suffering and death mount rapidly here as well. And right-wingers must want that. What else can they reasonably expect to happen when there's no one in charge in Washington? All monitoring and screening has been shut down or is completely inadequate, and not a single federal dollar has been spent on health treatment. One last time, in the words that should be immortal of Judge Batts, conduct so egregious as to shock the contemporary conscience, without question, conscience shocking. So, with the two conflicting court opinions, are the wheels of justice turning slowly for the 9-11 poisoning victims? Or, in the right-wing version of justice, are these wheels not turning at all? 
We'll have to wait and see. I'll keep you updated. Saddam Hussein produced and possessed chemical and biological weapons. Well, there is no question that we have evidence and information that Iraq has weapons of mass destruction, biological and chemical particularly. Simply stated, there is no doubt that Saddam Hussein now has weapons of mass destruction. What I want to do on each podcast is play a promo or two from other progressive podcasts. It's very important that all of us let each of our audiences know about others that are preaching the same gospel through the podcasting medium. Here's today's promo from another progressive podcaster. What could Democrats be doing differently from what they're doing now in order to win? That is the question we answer on the Underdog Democrat Podcast. Find us on the web at underdogdemocrat.com or run a search on iTunes for Underdog Democrat. Tactics and strategies for the Democratic Party. Inspector Charles Golfer has now issued a comprehensive report that confirms the earlier conclusion of David Kay that Iraq did not have the weapons that our intelligence believed were there. Um, it turned out that Quick blast! Here's some numbers to throw in the face of your friendly local right-winger. Zogby poll released this week. 944 U.S. troops surveyed throughout Iraq. How many support Bush's policy to stay as long as they are needed? Less than one in four, 23 percent. How many of our troops say Bush should pull them out immediately? 29 percent, more than support his policy. And the rest? 43 percent say pull them out within one year. Three to one against Bush's policy. Imagine a military where three to one disagree with their mission. George Bush wants to win the hearts and minds of the Iraqi people? He can't even win the hearts and minds of his own troops. George Bush is certainly a uniter, not a divider. A uniter of everyone against him. Everyone against the right wing. If this were a dictatorship, it'd be a heck of a lot easier. <laughs> Just so long as I'm the dictator. <laughs> Well, that'll about wrap it up for today. If you like what you heard, please tell a friend about Blast the Right. If they don't know about podcasting, turn them on to that as well. There's a one-click send this page to a friend link on my podcast homepage. A special hello to all you live 365 listeners on Red Dragon 365. Check out my podcast homepage and consider subscribing there. Music credits. The opening voice on the podcast was Peter Finch playing the character Howard Beale in the classic film Network. Then we heard Wacky Avelli, No Justice, No Peace, www.wackyavelli.com. The bumper music was Catapult the Propaganda by Nise Music, N-I-S-E Music.com. 
We'll end the podcast with a little bit of Taking My Country Back by Honky Tonkers for Truth. Links to Honky Tonkers for Truth and all the music used on the Blast the Right podcast can be found on my music resources page, which is linked to off the main podcast homepage. Thanks to Tom Hartman, TomHartman.com, for the Rush Limbaugh audio clip. Links to all the statistics and quotations I use can be found on the data resources page, also linked to off the main podcast homepage. I love to get your comments, pro and con. Email me, rational at adelphia.net. And remember, you can call in and leave a comment for me to play on the podcast. Just dial 310-933-5891 and leave your message. If you're on Skype, you can just call me at Jack from Blast the Right. So, until next time, I'll sign off and say I love you all, including all you right-wing pieces of crap. Now you don't know my name, but you know who I am. I'm your everyday work hard, play hard, raise kids and pray hard, common man. And Lord knows I love this land. That's why I'm taking my country back. Son, you ain't been doing her right. Oh, I've been watching you. Don't like